0: Evening ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's eighty-eight point seven FM radio. We're on every Sunday from seven to eight PM. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer based and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang, my nickname is the normal host. Uh, in studio but not on mic tonight is Johnny Woo <laughs> the Ghost host, and last but not least, DJ Alexicon. Wood Wood, this
1: is DJ Alexicon, greeting our listeners tonight.
0: And we figured uh, we would have DJ Lexicon start off the impressions of the week.
1: Well, wow, pretty quick, straight to the point. Absolutely. There's so many. There's two things that I like to talk about, but you know, I think I, I um, uh, the recent happenings in Russia. I think that bothered me. <laughs> there's two oh, things no. that bothered me: the plane being lost,
0: okay, <laughs> by Malaysia,
1: and I just thought about it right now. That that uh, the thing about Crimea and Russia invading, not invading, but you know. Finding a way to make Crimea part of its own Russia Federation. So that, that kind of bothered me. It reminded me of a World War II. And then my second impression of the of the week is um, the plane seven 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 Malaysian Airlines getting lost, and uh, the world now I say the world could not find it. You know, um, there's so many theories. I'm getting sick of it. Some of it say. Swallowed by an alien, and yeah. some of it, like, you know, that the I aer- didn't hear that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Believe <laughs> it or there's not, there's a lot of like ridiculous theories are coming swallowed. out more. Believe
1: and more. it or not, yes. Russia is involved again. They were really? saying that Russia, there's something in the plane that Russia needed that you know mm. they, they want to get it out right. of there. And right? Some of my Malaysian friends, oh, it's politics, there's something mysterious going on, and sometimes you can't help but think about it because the Malaysian government gives a different set of information every day. Right. Like day to day, I mean, could you imagine if you have relatives there, you don't know what's going on. So
2: yeah. I was just gonna say, I mean, when does it become a human factor? I think, I think, it think people, be. yeah, you're right, and I feel like the sensitivity of it has. Um, I feel like it diminished with all the theories. Um, you know, you're not being sensitive to the families that mm-hmm. are having no closure. To where their family members are. Mm-hmm. Closure
1: is very important. Yeah, you know? and
2: and right now everyone's all focused, like, okay, yes, we're we're trying to find where the plane is, and you know, and maybe it could be this, maybe it could be that. But yeah. at the end of the day, you're not thinking the people that were on the plane. There were people on the yeah. plane that went down. That's that's like could be our brother <laughs> or sister, minute. our neighbor. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know
1: if it really went down. So right,
2: right. So and, you know again, right, because of the theory, but you know. People just lose that. I think, you know, sometimes you need to take a step back and mm-hmm. say, hey, I know we're trying to look for this plane, but at some point we got to really stop thinking about the politics of it or right. having theories of, oh, it could be the pilots. Because yeah, before yeah. it was like the pilots or yes. the people that's on the plane or, mm-hmm. you know, the direction and then, or it's c- the country. Right, right. You know what I mean? And And stop looking at, okay. There were human beings on
0: this <laughs> plane here. I know. And with no. technology,
1: we should, be, we should be able to right. to leverage or harness our technological advantages over the past few years to, to find this plane. Find it already.
2: Right. <laughs> but so. at least, you know, a good lead is better than no lead. But yes. I would say instead of just kind of tossing out there to the public of, oh, we have this and we have that, none of it really stuck mm-hmm. until, until now. now though, yeah. Until we're hearing something like, this is actually a pretty good lead. Yeah.
1: So, you know, we have a lot of good scientists in this world, and you could actually compute if this plane was here with 30 minutes of fuel left, you should be able to, you know.
2: You're right. (laughs) And I think you brought up a really good point with all the intelligence that we have in the world Mm -hmm. at our disposal. We even have satellites. Right. And (laughs) everything that technology has been thus far. What happened?
0: Exactly. I mean, just at least give the family some closure.
2: Right. Exactly. Like like you said.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's torture. I mean, if I were on that plane, I would want somebody to know what happened to me.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Or if if
1: I'm in heaven, I'd like (laughs) them to find a
2: plane. (laughs) You're right. You're you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, at some point, and I again, you know, this is not meant to be as a joke, but you start thinking about that show Lost. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Yes. A lot of people are referencing that.
2: Exactly. I'm like, okay. Are they somewhere and they're just stuck? Mm-hmm. Or Is it in their what? minds? <laughs> right. Or, or, right. So you don't you don't know. But
1: So how about you, Ian? I hope you have a better, uh, happy... Uh, <laughs> I do.
2: I do a little bit. Uh, but
0: before we do that, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest?
1: Oh, yeah. Our special guest, whom um, you've been hearing her nice <laughs> voice and, you know, uh, excitedly arguing or <laughs> contributing to our
3: uh,
1: our uh, impressions of the week is the Manager of Recruitment for the Cleveland Indians. Woohoo! She is a graduate of Baldwin Wallace College, a place where I almost went to school. She earned a degree in (laughs) business administration, concentrating in marketing. Prior to her role in Cleveland Indians, uh, upon graduation, uh, she is Mylene Vu. (laughs) She decided to go to Washington, D.C. I don't know why, but she was (laughs) first introduced to the world of recruitment when she took position at the D.C. Energy at the University Recruiter. Through the years, she gained her experience of uh, recruiting, experience for manufacturing, strategy consulting, energy trading, and sports industry. So, without further ado, Mylene Vu. Woo! Hello,
3: oh, hello. <laughs>
0: hello, hello, hello. And I guess we'll um, we'll skip me from now. And I know that you had an impression of the week. That well, impression in general for Alex and and me, it's like. Um, every week, but for our guests, it's yeah. whatever. Yes, yes. Absolutely. It's our way of
1: catching up with each other. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it definitely works. It works. Um, so I guess my impression was what I read today was about a young lady or a young mother. She acted as a speed bump mm-hmm. for her car full of kids. And that struck me because and the news, as of late, all oh, you've been hearing about is parents driving their kids into the ocean, yeah. or
1: oh my you know, god, that was terribly I, I right, the right? Video. <laughs> or
2: you know, they're they're doing like horrible, harmful things to their kids just to kind of you know make their life a little bit easier for whatever reason it is. But this lady was actually quite the opposite. She saw her car rolling back towards a busy street. And instead wow. of, you know, going behind and trying to push it by herself, uh, she, had, she just lied her body down in the back of her car and let the car roll over her to stop it from going to the street. Wow. And I guess people saw it, finally realized what she was doing. Then they ran over to help out and then come to find kids in the backseat of her car. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it makes you think, too. So it's like she, she said um, in the article that I read, she pretty much said that, you know what, I'd rather get hurt and be in the hospital versus my kids. Mm-hmm. And that's literally a mother doing whatever she needed to do, and so I was like, "Huh." So everything that we've been hearing about in the news, and then all of a sudden you hear about this. It's actually kind of refreshing that
1: yeah, there are like doing... people
2: like that. Yeah, who's, who's going to be willing to do that? That's yeah. But <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: It's pretty cool that it's in the news. Yes. Because a lot of the news yes. tend to report in the negative and sensationalism yes. instead of reporting some good stuff being well, done. Well, I
0: mean, it is kind of negative. I mean, she had, uh, you know, dislocated hips. Right, right,
1: yeah. right. Yeah, that's right.
0: Stuff, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but it is, it, it, overall, it's positive. Yes, that's true. And I believe she had twin boys in the back. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I knew she had, <laughs> had
2: kids. I didn't know if it was girls or boys or any of that matter. I, I knew she had kids, though, like plural. I'm like, plural. oh, Okay.
0: Whoever she is, let's give her a round of applause. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good, <laughs> Good job. job. Well done. Super
1: mom.
2: <laughs> she was. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Now, my impression is a little more sci-fi-esque. <laughs> Ooh,
1: this is interesting. And
0: it it's based off of actually what DJ Lexicon said. Um, actually, before that, I was going to say something about anime, but I can save that for next week. But based off of what DJ Lexicon said about the USSR, it reminded me of a man... His last name is Kurzweil. I can't remember his first name. Kurzweil. Kurzweil. He did the keyboard He invented the keyboard. Well, he didn't invent- He had a brand of keyboards out there.
1: Yeah, I think he's synthesizer. Yes, that's yes. right.
0: And he also um, predicted when the USSR was going to break up. So that's oh, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did uh, wow. be- a couple years before it actually happened, and that's what um, reminded me of him. But he also predicted, I think, in 2043. I think I have the year right, or 2045.
1: Oh, I'll be. S- What's happening in degrees? <laughs> Singularity. <laughs> Are we going to diminish or?
0: No, no, no. That's when uh, humans and robots should become one. Or there'll be nanobots healing us. And the reason. All right. I'll
1: still be alive.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do the math in my head. So
1: I'm like, huh I'm close. I think I, I should be retired by then. But I will use
2: those
0: nanobots well, yes we're still yes. <laughs> yeah so the singularity is the uh, unification of um uh, nanobot technology or robot any form of robot technology mm-hmm. with humans like a human body um somehow working together as one like to either uh, cure diseases get rid of cancer or mm-hmm. to like kill viruses or whatnot instead of you know taking a a cold bill or actually you can't really kill viruses I'm I'm an idiot for saying that. Kill bacterial infections (laughs) or whatnot. (laughs) But the reason I'm thinking about this is because I slipped and fell on ice and I have this nasty bruise (gasps) on my knee. And I'm like,
1: how did you you think about this while you're in pain? I want to...
0: I was like, hmm, well, it didn't hurt that bad then, but now I have this giant knot on my leg. I'm like, well, if I had nanobots, it'd be gone by Uh, now. So so that is where my thoughts had uh, led. And he is
1: Ray Kurzweil.
0: Ray, that's his first name, yes. So I guess, what is your opinion and on um having nanotechnology in your body.
1: It's been introduced in a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Like um well, so Evolu- yeah, yeah. Revolution has it.
2: Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Revolution. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Star Trek has it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so you could always bring it back to Star Trek. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in some sort of degree, I think it's already here. Really? You know what I mean? Like if you think about all the replacements that we have in, you know, when someone I don't know dislocate something can't move it functional anymore mm-hmm. or whatever it is i think to some degree we're already there obviously we're not advanced so
3: yeah <laughs> but um i could see
2: that how you're saying like twenty, forty three, 43 what was 24 45 whatever 45, it was yeah. i could see i could uh, see that
1: yeah i could see nanobots if you have a heart condition they could clear up your veins and you don't have mm-hmm. to uh undergo a bypass surgery right. like me. So.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> right. It'll just be like an injection. Right. My
1: fear yeah. though is what if those n- one of those nanobots misfire or, yeah, or you know, got affected or by Or virus. A right, virus right, right. Or get reprogrammed while inside your body because they get affected by your bile fluid? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs>
2: We're, we're thinking too much as far as when we're working on our own computers and when there's That's a virus you want well, to throw it against the wall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what that shows is we're uneducated. We're becoming an educated population that we're aware of these possibilities. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, it, you know, it could be that they're Bluetooth enabled and you could just use your smartphone. Oh, I like that. I that. Yes, yes. This body. Body.
1: Like you could track your nanobots inside and <laughs> in what they're doing and then, oh, uh, nanobot 365, go to my leg because I slipped on ice. <laughs>
2: Or Batch 365. Or batch 365.
3: <laughs> because
1: they're so small, so.
2: Yeah. I feel like we're almost playing, like, what is uh, the toys the kids used to play? The Tamagotchis? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you have to go back and feed it every so often. I yeah. feel <laughs> like that's what we're talking about, is like, hey, wow. by yeah. the way...
1: This broadcast sure this could be is- ahead of its time. You never know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Actually, yeah.
2: craving them, it makes
0: her feel better. She'll get headaches otherwise. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, it's like an AI growing inside of her... Um, it becomes I was nanobots. predicting that, Yeah Yeah and Do, do actually, you know the title of this? Uh? It's called Edit and I. Wow mm-hmm. <laughs> It's pretty good It was. It's on Netflix I believe okay. So for all you Netflix I users I guess I might have to Check that out later Yeah on me too <laughs> I, yeah, I might check that out I it's hope subtitle. it's on Amazon Prime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's subtitled But I, I was pretty impressed with it Um it's it's kind of avant-garde. Yeah. So I, I like
1: Japanese anime. They have a lot of um, they have a lot of good stories to tell, and they put it in anime form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they have like too much production, I think they put it in <laughs> anime form.
0: <laughs> Especially like some of the ideas are just really out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and uh, I guess one of my favorite animes that um, you know, a lot of people don't really give it credit for what it is is Aeon Flux.
1: Oh they yeah, lovely. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I watched yeah, it on yeah. MTV when I yeah. was uh, yeah. I was, I
2: was just gonna say. I think it was on MTV.
0: It was on <laughs> yeah. MTV.
1: It, but, and know, it, it showed it late late at night. Because it's, it did. Because she
0: never wears <laughs> right. pants. No, she
1: does not. That's why and I, I think, watched it.
0: Yeah, Oh, my God. See, that's. But that's, that's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, that's the cartoon where the lady doesn't wear pants. I was, the,
1: I was their demographic.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that was like. He was a teenager. I, I was
1: like 18, 19. So.
0: But actually, it's, it's a really philosophical mm-hmm. cartoon. Like, if you think about it, an eon, or actually an eon. Well, they pronounce it eon, but it's spelled eon. It's actually. um. I guess like a deity of sorts or like emanations of a deity or of a god I think yeah. and
1: almost th- semi-god
0: yeah and there's like dualities in there there's like a male and if energy and a female to, energy
1: if uh, our listeners want to to understand the whole gist of it there's a movie okay. that you can rent Ian Flux <laughs> the movie. Movie.
0: actually the movie I think is so far from the, I was just uh, gonna yeah. say I don't know if that's a really <laughs> sure. great comparison
1: They yeah. have a, a two hour compendium well. <laughs>
0: I don't know the movie. I don't think really embodied the message behind the actual cartoons. Like if you could get past the really freakishly skinny characters, right, <laughs> right, right, like they just they look abnormal. They look like Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Flax
1: is in 2005. It was made in 2005, and it stars. No, it
0: was, it's oh, you're talking about the movie. Okay. I'm not about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I was gonna say I'm like it, like a it little stars
1: Charlize so, yeah. wow. Theron.
2: So Charlie
0: that Spirit was 2005. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It seems like it was just yesterday. I was a long time ago. I, I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> thought it, this is
1: like 10, 20 years ago, but it's just 2005. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Hmm.
0: But um. But the whole thing is, it's a duality of the masculine mind and the female mind, which is. Sub- I'm trying to. I mean, I I read it on Wikipedia and then I read another article that actually analyzed the cartoon. But if you just look it up on Wikipedia, like the word Aeon, Mm -hmm. they'll explain like this is the emanation of a deity or of a god. And there's like two different natures, um, analytical masculine mind and oh, the feminine emanation, and it, actually, once you know that, the cartoon makes a lot more sense, mm-hmm. like, between Trevor Goodchild and, you know, Ian Flux. Yeah.
2: So, of course, we're, like, totally getting <laughs> off topic here. But, you know, though, I
1: think... We like- are kind of getting off topic, <laughs> but we enjoy talking about it.
2: Yes, absolutely. In this date, it you were talking about, um, like, movies or cartoons that are a little bit more philosophical mm-hmm. now. I mean, if you look at the movies like Hunger Games and Divergent. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know oh, yeah Divergent
1: I mean? is a movie coming, or by the time you listen to this, it's already out. Yeah. Right, <laughs> so, I, I
2: mean, I'm, you know, for me, I normally am not into the whole, you know, the, the trilogies or the series because everyone else is kind of like the whole Harry Potter ordeal. I'm mm-hmm. probably like the one person who didn't read the whole entire thing. <laughs> um, in one sitting? Exactly. was, <laughs> you know, I will admit, I did read the last two because I was just really curious after being a fan of watching the movie. I'm like, this is actually pretty interesting. Um, but, you know, a lot of my cousins, you know, they're like, you know what, my land, you should really go read these books. And they're the ones that introduced me to it. I'm like, what is this really all about? I mean, <laughs> is this like another Twilight version here? Like, well, what is this going on? Um, but when you started reading through Hunger Games, like, I remember reading through the first book. I had to reread it a couple of, like some of the chapters a couple of times. I'm like... Mm-hmm. This is a young adult book. Like <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense because there's like there's an un- underlying meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with Divergent, with how I'm not sure if you know anything about it, but I guess they split up into factions. So mm-hmm. they, it's almost like the government is taking over, you know, the country and pretty yeah. much splitting them up into. They different have five areas. factions
1: in this world. You were born, you will be born in one faction, and then when you come of age, you can choose what right. faction to right. join. Right, exactly. Oh. And the story is this girl has. Uh, no factions. <laughs> no, he, she's got. <laughs> a she's got, piece got all, of of all the factions, oh, really? and what?
2: And she is. Uh, I guess you could say a threat. Yeah, and they don't the like that. They want hmm. you to be just
1: this one, this exactly. one, this one.
2: So it's funny how you're talking about the Phils That's the thing that was coming through my head is like a lot of these books are coming out, and a lot of these movies are coming out where there's like underlying tone to it, mm-hmm. and you're looking at like when the kids are reading this. What are this, they thinking? What are, yeah. exactly, what are they thinking? What are they seeing? It's good for mm-hmm.
1: the kids though, because it's not just good versus evil. There's there's like a social content. In right. Hunger right. Games I noticed that and Right. Even with the Matrix.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. That's why I was like, wow. It, it's just it kind of comes in full circle if you really think about it you know and,
0: and if they actually were just if the kids when they grew up were to study philosophy or you know, not even philosophy but like just logic or anything or learn um anything in sociology they can always draw back like oh this concept is like
2: what i read in the hunger games
1: or you mm-hmm. know it's kind
0: of like this so it gives them a basis of relating yeah, to something yeah it
1: makes their yeah. it makes them think broadly also
2: mm-hmm. you're right it does make them think broadly because even now like after i've read it i have like these In-depth conversations with my cousins that I never thought I would. Yeah. (laughs) Like,
1: huh. I didn't
2: think you could think like that.
1: (laughs) There weren't a lot of movies like that. Oh, absolutely not. Star Wars. Um,
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I mean, actually, Star Wars, I think, was pretty uh, ahead of its time, and actually, even mm-hmm. I read somewhere where the first Star Trek was um, uh, rejected because it was too cerebral. But Lucille Ball mm-hmm. actually convinced the network to pick up yes. the first Star yes. Trek. Oh so, wow! Yeah, good for good for Lucille. I Ball. know. Thank you. Check it out. I did not know that. Yeah, because mm-hmm.
1: during that time, Lucille Ball had a uh, had huge clout because of her show in the nineteen fifties. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Mm-hmm. I love Lucy. Yeah. More (laughs) ways than one. (laughs) Lucy! Yay! Because of her, there is Star Trek, all these different... series of it so um but now that we're getting around completely off topic let's go back to mylin <laughs> real quick
2: <laughs> i love going
0: off topic let's not concentrate maybe on me
1: maybe mylin tricked us
0: maybe yeah it was maybe she tedious. misdirected yes. us yes maybe you know because she ha- she has to know how to play my games right yeah. As we're Ma- mark off was texting her? well mark
1: was texting her saying redirect them
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. We're referring to mark
0: with uh wjcu's um uh, yeah, Mark Reeker, right? Is that who you're talking no, about? No,
1: Mark Shapiro.
0: Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. You never Steven know. The
3: big guy, <laughs> the big guy.
0: So, how how did you uh, come upon this job? Did you um, apply for it or did people come and find
2: you? Yeah, so um, I wish I had a really interesting story. I actually don't. I did the normal route of no, just applying for it. This interview is over. I know, I know. I Duh, I'm walking out. Story. Boom. No. Um, you know, obviously, I was born and raised in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and who wouldn't know the Indians, right? right, or the Browns and the Cavs? I mean, once you're in this city, you know all of the sports team, and you're pretty loyal to it. That's right. Um, but when I had left for D.C., I'm sorry, Alex, I did leave for D.C., <sighs> you know, I, was, I grew up always a sports fan. I wouldn't say I'm a fanatic, but I was always a sports fan, um, you know, growing up in a family, not kind of tied in, but, like, you know, when you're having two different cultures, mm-hmm. sports seems to be the thing that kind of tied us all together. Even growing up. So it was something I always knew. But when I came back to Cleveland, um, you know, for family reasons, I'm like, you know, I don't know what I should do now with my life. Uh, I knew I love recruitment and I want to stay with it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what to do.
1: You're kind of in a semi-crossroads at that point.
2: Yeah, I, I was. I really was. Because, you know, one, moving back home you know not knowing the city anymore because a lot it's changed since the time I left to the time I came back and so I wasn't really sure what direction and you know I had consulting jobs before I even came to the Indians and then uh, the Indians had a posting it was just one day I don't know what it was one day I was like you know what I'm just going to go and Google.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and
2: find, wow. you know, a position that's out there and just kind of read through it. Just read all, you know, this is what I do for a living. So I just read all through the job description and kind of pinpoint what really meshes well with me and my mm-hmm. personality. Um, and the Indians had an opening. Yeah, And it was in recruitment. I'm like, get out of here. There's no way how this could pop open right now. Um, But I told myself, you know, if you don't put your name in the hat, how would you know? Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, it's the Indians. And you're thinking they probably have thousands of resumes, applicants, because everybody knows them around town. Um, But I put it in. And then uh, I got a call maybe like a week or two later um, to conduct like phone interviews, um, just kind of talking to a few, you know, folks here and there. And I had to pinch myself at some point, too, (laughs) because I'm like, you're
1: not hearing what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I, I really wasn't because I'm like, is this really happening right now? Because I
1: am I in a dream?
2: I know <laughs> you just you, you just don't realize it because you don't know because you're thinking you know it, it's always that um, as a fan looking in you're always thinking well you either have to know the owners. So you have to know the Dolans, Mm -hmm. or you need to know Mark Shapiro. We feel that we need
1: to have a connection, right? Yeah, Yeah. I think it's an it's it's an inherent Asian, uh,
2: perhaps. Yeah, I uh, think that's what it is. You have to have some kind of connection because there's no way you would, you know, if you think about the ratio of all the fans and then yourself in this one position. That's right. Um, But yeah, so I went through the process, and it was pretty interesting process because, like I said, I just got back to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on, so I came to the ballpark, and the funny story was. They were digging up um, the outfield because during hmm. that time they were trying to create snow days. Oh, oh yeah, this was days. before yeah. the snow days. Right, this is right at the, the first year snow days, and I was like, "Are we moving again?" <laughs> because I didn't realize it changed <laughs> I just names moved
1: back to Cleve-
2: right, <laughs> and then I go, "I didn't know they changed names from uh, Jacob's Jacob- Field, field yeah, to so. Progressive Field." Like this, is how new I was. This whole entire oh, yeah. thing. Thank
1: you, thank you. That was in two thousand seven, I think. Right. Yes.
2: Right. So. um when I came in there, I, again, you know, I was really fortunate. I got to meet with a lot of great executives. And what I told them was, if you're looking for a person who knows baseball stats, I am not your person. <laughs> I probably could name to you only three players that was <laughs> on our team at the time. Um, but I was like, you know what? But if you're looking for someone who knows a little bit about recruitment from a corporate America side, this is what I do know.
1: Can you name the three players?
2: I could tell you who the three. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, Travis Hafner.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh. True. True. And uh, Sizemore. <laughs> oh, great. And nobody's
2: on our team anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's in Boston uh, Red Sox right now. Maybe. Yeah,
2: so so those were the only three I knew because they carried over from the years that I was already here when they just started out.
1: Yes, yes.
2: So those are the only three I knew. I guess
0: the question in probably a lot of our listeners' minds right now is, are you a recruiter for players
2: no, 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 no. So that's yes, yes, no. I'm sorry. She cannot sorry. divulge that because yeah.
1: she's not recruiting players.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you come looking for me out in the parking lot and throwing pitches, I won't be able to tell you. Anything. <laughs> but um, no, so so when you
1: say recruiting, this is is it only for corporate um, positions, or if a player needs something, they still go through you? How does that work?
2: Um, it's it's. I will say how my my position is broken out is. Um, For us, we break it out to, like, baseball operations, which is mostly, like, player development, scouting, and the coaches. And then business operations. Right. And then uh, the business operation is if you're thinking about, like, corporate partnership, marketing, promotions, HR, finance, IS. Uh, You think about those functions to make a business run. I take care of all those positions at okay. any level. Um, but there are times <laughs> there are a little bit of crossover with baseball ops where they may need me to help out with, hey, you know, can you post like a pro scout internship? Oh, or okay. can you help us find somebody in baseball analytics? Gotcha. Um, which has a little bit more science and math. To yeah, but it, right? it's uh, <laughs> right. <So>, money ball. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty, if you think about the money ball aspect, that's pretty yeah. much what it is. And so that's where I would cross over with baseball ops. Um, but, you know, that's not to say that I don't have any interaction with them because the organization, you have to have an interaction with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of lucky in that sense.
1: Yeah. And, and your physical location allows that. It's not yes. huge that, you know, you're so separated. And the reason I know is, um, I went through a tour of that place when, yes. um, and the reason I know about that is, uh, I, I went to a tour of, uh, progressive field and, Mylene um, was kind enough to take to reach out to, what was that event? Minority groups?
2: It was a, a diversity um, yes, yes. association that we're trying to do, a committee. Yes. Yeah.
1: She, she's also involved with that and the, uh, the Cleveland Indian, Indians tried to reach out to that diversity group mm-hmm. and as part of motivations, Jen was with me during that day, mm-hmm. we were able to reach out to them and... And uh, they do this to to have hiring opportunities. Am I right?
2: Correct, correct. Yes. So one of our uh, priorities is always about diversity recruitment, bringing in more diversity to the organization. That's something that we pride ourselves on, and that's something that we always instill in any of the searches that we do. Because obviously, diversity thinking, diversity perspective is always going to make an organization more impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to increase more presence. And and so one of our initiative was. Obviously, Alice got to be a part of it, and Jennifer, too, is we're going to bring in a bunch of associations to come in from all kinds of backgrounds, just so we have an understanding of who they are Mm -hmm. and then vice versa, because I don't think a lot of the organization understand that that's part of our initiative what we're trying to achieve and so I thought it was a great day because we got to meet with everybody it was a
1: great day and um, I we get to I get to go to the underground yeah yeah day. we did we, we got so to show them a lot and exactly. exactly I almost took um, Kenny Lofton's cut out oh. with me but I couldn't because it's so big
2: <laughs> sneak, it <laughs>
0: sneak it past security
1: you'd yeah. be was, like
0: what do you mean they told me to carry it." <laughs> <you." laughs>
1: but, but that was a, a good experience and you also uh, reach out to us with possible job opportunities Opportunities and we posted that uh, to our members. So um, it's also a recruiting machine. So for those who are, you know, should I join Motivations? I'm plugging.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: should <laughs> absolutely. because,
1: you know, that's an opportunity. You never know um, what job opportunities, Motivations can give you.
2: No, absolutely. And, you know, I think we have a lot of... Um, Like I mentioned to you before, you know, we have the corporate partnership, we have the marketing, we have the IS. And I don't think people realize that Mm -hmm. because all they see is the players on the field. Yeah. And then so they they kind of see a lot of work. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And all they see is the sexy side, what they see when they come to a game. But what they fail to see is the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. work that has to come, you know, with it. You know, the ideas behind it. But not only do you just toss out the ideas, it's like you have have to to validate the ideas. (laughs) That's great. You have to think about the strategy. How does it kind of reach out to the Cleveland community? You know, how does it uh, maximize this and that? And there's a lot of analytical work that kind of goes behind it before we actually put it out there to the public. And I think a lot of people fail to see that. And so for me, my job is, okay, I'm going to be in the front line. I'm going to tell you what we have. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, yeah, it's cool to be in the sports industry. But there's a lot more to yeah. it than just being And you know, after that on the visit field,
1: yeah. uh, after that visit with you, I, I every time I go to an Indians game I, I look at it differently. Because yeah. I, <laughs> right? just, you explained right? a lot of things to yes. me and then whenever I'm with my friends I try to tell them, Hey, this is you know, this is what's happening
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's even for me too. Like I said, you know, I was always a fan going to the the ballpark and just did and watch a game. Mm-hmm. Now I can't even do that. <laughs> I, I really can't. You know, we have opportunities where the, the organization is really great about, you know, the employees that are there, making sure they enjoy their time there with their family because, you know, it's 81 home games. So a lot of us mm-hmm. have to work there every single day. Um, but, you know, when I go to the game, I can't sit still. Yeah. Because my eyes are just looking everywhere. <laughs> it's not even in our ballpark. Like our ballpark, I kind of relax because we know who's doing what. You know, mm-hmm. but if there's a situation in front of you, you're going to take care of it because, mm-hmm. you know, you represent the organization. But I've gone to so many ballparks and the same thing. I'll sit there and I'll look at what's going yeah, on versus yeah, because the game. Yeah, you're
1: curious. You want to Oh, you're very
2: curious. Yeah. yeah.
1: My buddy works as an IT manager for the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. And um, a few months ago, he's like in South America. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing there? Because <laughs> you're in IT. You're not scouting Recruiting. anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But I guess he was setting up some IT infrastructure uh-huh. in South America. And then he's like uh, traveling to wherever Chicago Cubs spring training campus.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that's the, the cool part about job. I actually just got back from Arizona myself. Oh, um, yeah. I, you know, How's the weather there? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, what are you doing there? Weather, right? <laughs> so people are like, what are you doing there, Milan? Yeah, I keep asking
1: my buddy because he checks in from uh, Ecuador or some, yeah. some some.
2: Right. So a lot of, um, you know, I'll, I'll speak to myself in a minute, but a lot of the people in the front office, they we have dual jobs, especially when spring training comes around. Like our photographer goes out there. Our communications team usually comes in and out of there. Someone's always out there. Um, I yes too. Really? Yeah. IS, IT, hmm. any, anything that has to do with the computers, the programming, you know, especially for the coaches and the players that are coming in.
1: Uh, we want to uh, make sure that I goes see.
2: as smoothly as possible And there's any issue. At least there's somebody there's, on site.
1: I guess there's some things that you can't do remotely. No, you have to be there. <laughs> I know.
2: You know, yeah. So you, you want to have that that in-person touch, especially with, you know, the guys who've been away from the game. Mm-hmm. for x amount of months and so having someone on site and actually talk to them and walk through things it makes it a lot easier but for myself i went out there um it was my first time so i'd never seen the complex before because i was always stuck back here mm-hmm. and not stuck that's not the right word <laughs> but i was always back in the cleveland busy. office taking care <laughs> yes, of yeah because yes. i was very very busy um but i went out there just to kind of see how everything was running because there are times when uh, we have people that are out there full-time as well They'll call back to the Cleveland office and say, hey, can you post this or can you recruit for this? I could post it. But I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. what this person does or I'm not sure what kind of character you're looking for. And I can only go what they, what they tell me, mm-hmm. which is fine. But it's always good to see it firsthand yeah. what they Fair actually to do. To understand. Right, yeah. it's easier if you understand what uh,
0: yeah. what they do. My
1: uh, minor is HR, so I kind of. There you <laughs> go.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice. That makes All it right. so much easier. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and once we come back, DJ Lexicon is going to do his corner of upcoming events and shout-outs.
1: That's correct.
2: Jay
3: Ganesha, Jay Ganesha. So fresh, chilling on his throne, surrounded by incense, fruit, and gold, with a heap of sweets piled in his bowl. He guards the gate and protects the threshold. When you bless ass then you can travel on a sacred journey to an inner temple. He paves the path that leads to your soul, and he's known for removing all obstacles. Now some may think it's illogical, a myth or just philosophical, but ash makes everything possible because elephant power's unstoppable. Known for blessing the homes that we live in The lord of all creatures with divine features Inspiring the minds of all truth seekers To the son of Shiva and Parvati With an elephant's head and a fat belly With a snake for a belt to hold up his pants He rides on a mouse and he loves to dance With the lotus unfolding inside one of his hands So we can comprehend all the many ways that we can transcend Singing J. Tickin' Edge, he's a yogi's best friend Take Away the stress and pave the way into the place that's best. Centered in the chest where the breath is felt. When you're blessed by Ganes, then the stress can melt. He destroys the knots can find your thoughts. He dissolves all walls and breaks the blocks. He unlocks the door to the sacred core and he guards the gate at the pelvic floor. The benevolent elephant who's so intelligent at the base of the spine, he's the earth element. He's the ruler of the Mulandar chakra. His brother rides a peacock and his name is Skanda. He's the Son of Uma and Mahadeva I offer this puja to my homie connection To the son of Parvati and Mahesh Dedicated to Ganesh Cause he's so fresh. so fresh When I say Jay, you say Ganesh Come on, Jay
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with Asiatown Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. Tune in to us every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. We'll provide you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. We're volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And I'm going to hand this over to DJ Lexicon, and he's going to do some shout-outs. That's
1: correct. Chaka-chaka. DJ Lexicon. In the house. <laughs> 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 but anyway, a few shout-outs to uh, a few organizations that support us. Of course, Motivations for Cleveland, an organization close to my heart. And as I mentioned earlier, we... Um, um, we do a lot of stuff. We just sponsored uh, a film at the uh, Cleveland International Film Festival. And I hope all our listeners had a chance to go. That was from March nineteenth to March 30. And uh I'd like to do a shout-out to OCA Cleveland. Uh, shout-out to our new president, Lisa Wong. And, of course, shout-out to where we're To uh, MDI Studios.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where we are right now. (laughs) Where we are
1: right now. Using all the technology that our ghost host has to offer. (laughs) And uh, shout out to Yintang Dance. Yintang Dance.
0: We're a dance company and we do traditional Chinese dances. And we perform around Cleveland. And uh, most of our dancers right now are students in training. Um, We're hoping to establish a professional dance company in upcoming years.
1: One of these days I will get that... um,
0: The entire (laughs) entire description.
1: Keep messing that one up. And uh, shout out to PASO, Philippine American Society of Ohio. Uh, It's a dynamic organization with uh, new young officers with a lot of good ideas. So, um, oh, also, um, shout out to Coco Bakery. it's a bakery. I think it's a jam uh, of Cleveland that everybody needs to visit once in a while. Did you
0: call it a jam? The jam. jam, I jam. was like, it's like a jam. They party? also have
1: uh, some jams in their bread. That you, it's jelly that's tasty. jams. Jelly yes, jams, and <laughs> it's close to Cleveland. To uh, to, to Progressive Field about a few miles down from Progressive Field along Payne Avenue. Payne Avenue. In the Payne Commons. Yes, in the Payne Commons. Are you, are you done? <laughs> I'm done? That's it. And uh, and these are our upcoming events for these coming weeks.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. So turning our attention back to Mylin, um, <laughs> we were talking about your recent trip to Arizona. Yes. And uh, how you never really relax anymore when when there's a game going on. Yeah. Now, um, speaking from personal experience, in 2011, I actually performed at an Indians game for an international day. And let me tell you, there was a lot going on in the background, too. Like, you had, there was, like, two MCs that at least I knew Mm -hmm. of. I think there were even more, you know, just, Mm -hmm. like, throughout the entire ball game. you, You know, they would like... Whenever the players were switching her out or anything, right. there's always something going on. Always. I know that's
1: one thing in that always. game. Yeah. You know, left and right. You know, there's something going on in the screen. Mm-hmm. The hot dogs are grazing, which is my favorite part. <laughs> it's me hungry, it's me hungry. There is a reason I always sit in the right field because it's you close to it? that kiosk <laughs> that sells that one foot foot long hot dog. Oh dogs. yeah, yeah. Oh, that is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, and
0: but there's like right. 50 billion cameras going mm-hmm. on. You had like, I knew of, of at least three different DJs because we performed in three different locations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you had the cameramen that are like wandering around. You're right. Just yes. shooting people in like different locations. So it's like, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, <laughs>
2: like I said, you know, before working there, I would never pay attention to that. I mean, you probably do, but never to the detailed extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but now having to hire Some of those folks, (laughs) I'm like, okay.
1: And during regulars, and they do this almost like every day, every day, every day. Mm -hmm. Every day. I mean, just preparing for one of those is crazy. I could imagine. It is. It is exciting. You'll be at this spot, this spot when this week goes. It goes. Yeah. (laughs)
2: But it's a, you know, like I say, it's a well owned machine. So I think, oh, you know, yeah. we've been around for so long. Um, you know, the people they know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of know how to manage accordingly. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And that's just on the surface. I mean, if you're thinking about when we took you down to the underground. Yes it's a whole different world down there, too. That's, there's oh, yeah. people hustling, bustling I down there. I felt
1: like Jasmine, a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Flying in the carpet Nicely guided by put. Mylene. Nicely put
2: <laughs> Yeah, so there, there's a whole, there's there's definitely a different world down there. You know, our distribution's in the ballpark as well Mm -hmm. so whenever they need to replenish it in the concession stands not the food and beverage because we don't handle that Mm -hmm. uh, but like the merchandising we have runners like going upstairs and making sure we always have things ready to go for the fans as much Mm -hmm. as possible but there's a lot of stuff that's going on Mm -hmm. for sure
0: yeah i know that there was one like a freestanding um uh, speaker station where they just had like a little discman playing CDs and unfortunately mm-hmm. it only played wave files yeah. and I had a Mac so it wouldn't oh. burn it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so they're like that's okay and they ran upstairs and like re-burned the CD right, right. I'm like yeah. cool yeah. I'm like, but then I was like, well, I have a USB, but I don't think you have a laptop. Like, no, but that's okay. And they just ran and burned another seat Yeah. Themselves.
2: So things like that always happen, especially mm-hmm. like you mentioned, you know, when you came in for dancing. So we always have to be prepared mm-hmm. for it. So we have to have a lot of those resources at disposal at yeah. any given point in time. I would say very rarely where we're like, we cannot do something, do something yeah. for whatever capabilities. Um, most of the time we're like. Yeah, we can do it. It may take a long time, but we'll get it done. I think,
1: uh, you know, through history, each time you you have something that you can't provide, you know, okay, next time we have this. Oh,
2: absolutely. You have to learn. Yeah. yeah, For this industry, you got to learn. Yeah. Because it's always fast-paced moving.
0: It, and it was pretty impressive too because I I uh, wrote out something too for somebody to read mm-hmm. and they just pulled this random girl to be an MC. Just, wow! She, I mean, she was doing it that day anyway. She right. was one of the in between okay. people. Okay. I I can't remember her name, but yeah, she's like okay, and I just hand it to her and she just looked it over and I put down the phonetic spelling and everything. Uh-huh. And She didn't even have to practice it. I was really impressed because you yeah. usually have to work with the MCs, but like, okay, this is how you have to say this word and that yeah. word. So
2: that means we're recruiting correctly.
0: Yes.
3: Yes. 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 yes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you know about If you know the details about my question But um, Jim Thomey's statue Do you know where it's going to be at?
2: You know it's really horrible I shouldn't know where this <laughs> is going to be at But I do not
1: But is it I, going to be up this year?
2: I think they're waiting There's some other things that we're waiting for I really can't give you a hard day Because I actually don't know mm. um, I know it will be going up But <laughs> no, I do this know year, This year though I'm not sure about this year, ah, okay. but like I said, I am not really, yeah. I, I try to be far removed from those things because, ah. yeah. you know, when we're recruiting for thousand of people,
3: yeah. <laughs> I got my hands full. <laughs>
1: but this is not a rumor to our listeners. There will be a Jim Thome statue. Yeah,
2: no, there will, there <laughs> yeah. will, there will be a yes. statue. Yeah. Um, I'm just not entirely sure when, and I should be knowing where. <laughs> I know it's really horrible of <laughs> me, uh-huh. but I don't. Well, I mean,
0: uh, you could talk about opening day when that is.
2: Yes, so opening day is April 4th.
1: Was um, April 4th.
2: Or I'm sorry. <laughs> opening day was April 4th.
1: And was it a, Was there a huge turnout during opening day?
2: Opening days are always a huge turnout. We sell out every year. I think wow. this year we sold out in 15 minutes. Wow. No, you have to say
1: we sold out because we'll talk, we're talking about past. No, sorry. <laughs> so
2: we so sold was, out. There, was there a huge
1: turnout uh, this
2: yes. opening year? Yes, it was a huge turnout. <laughs> For it, sure.
1: It was a great game though, but uh, I think I forgot what the score was, but it was a great game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I think our listeners know this is pre-recorded. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can probably keep it, it a little response. bit more
2: awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but I I could, I could say that every year opening day, um, you know, the city's really great.
3: Mm-hmm. We get
2: great turnout. Uh, you get to kind of feel the energy that's in the mm-hmm. air. And everything that you've been working for, it's towards opening day. Yeah. I think I'd
1: like to validate your uh, your work because last year, there was an implant from California. It's she, uh, There's a job opportunity. She transferred to Cleveland, and it happens to be that it was Progressive's uh, weekend uh, game. Mm-hmm. So I brought uh, my friends, and she came along. She's uh, During that time, we were playing uh, San Diego or something and um or california something team from california she was rooting for them and mm-hmm. i was kind of pissed off I, and i said why did i bring you over here
3: that's <laughs> a true Cleveland fan right there
2: you will not take and, anybody and you, know,
1: you know what happened she um i i watch a lot of games last year and she said hey can i go and then she's like a huge indians fan now and she couldn't
2: that's awesome so and mean, that's what we want to do we, we wanna like bought, um,
1: tickets every month i have tickets may june july august september one one game a month and she's like excited about it because because she also um she we were at the game at the uh, playoffs
0: mm, oh
3: okay that, that was that. exciting you so, uh, know
1: I was there when um i forgot him that uh that big guy from boston for <laughs> <laughs> hit the home run like like this i forgot his name <laughs> Jambi yeah Jambi yeah like we were there when when he hit that home run yeah that, that night so she got excited isn't about it
2: that. electric when that place <sighs> like lights up
1: it's like it's you know crazy
2: like And then, you know, and I have to say, like, like, that's the exciting part of it. You know, you have, like I said, you have that inner fan of the organization and then the baseball team and something like that happens and you're in the air. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, that's where the cool factor of your job comes in. Mm -hmm. And then you just go back to your job. But, you know. She
1: got excited. She's like uh, half a mile away from the stadium. Oh, oh, Yeah. So, you know, we meet there and let's go watch a game. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: It's all you know, and that's that's what we try to do. We try to bring like the fan experience mm-hmm. to newcomers, try that's to convert right. them to the you know the Indians fandom, if you will. Um, but that that's pretty much what you know, at least when I'm recruiting, that's yeah. what I'm trying to be cognizant of. It's not so much of actually looking for a fanatic. Mm-hmm. People are always like, "Well don't you want a uh, Cleveland Indians baseball fan?" Sure, to some degree, <laughs> but you have to be careful because', because... distracted.: yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. They yes. may ride the emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. of the wins and loss. Aww. And then so you're not sure if they could be productive or not. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful mm-hmm. with that factor. Um, now, if they came to us to say they have a passion for just baseball in general, mm-hmm. we could probably work with that yes. because it's not really associated with one team. Mm-hmm. It's just the game in itself. So. And
1: that person, by the way, we have for us a guest here, Nancy. Nancy Fong? Yeah.
2: She, wait, she doesn't work at
0: the
1: Cleveland. No, no, you? I mean the the girl that I brought in. Oh, last. she
0: has a general passion for the for the game. Yes, I yes. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. She I was she waiting
1: made. for California then, oh. and then and now
0: <laughs> now, she's now she has
1: a, She even has an <laughs> Indian shirt because I told her I'm not going to bring it to the game unless yeah. she <laughs> get an Indian shirt because I always come with my Alex, Jersey. You need to
2: keep bringing these people. To <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So now she said, oh, I want an, I want an, reg- I want an original <laughs> jersey. And, you know, I told her how much it costs and I told her to start saving up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like your job is extremely rewarding for you. It is. I really do love what I do. Um, I thought, you know, it would take me till almost my retirement age to say, you know, I have a passion for what I do. I really love what I do. Um, so I'm very lucky, very yeah. very fortunate that I actually enjoy I, what I'm doing.
1: I think you're just waiting for us to win a World Series, it. You
2: know, what? I, I, it's I part am. of our yeah, it's part of our strategic priorities. Absolutely. So I mean, of course, that's that's the ultimate goal, and it's going to take all of us to kind of help them get there, the players get there. So we try to make it a little bit easier for them. But I really do. I think the organization is. Really great. That's like the only word I can think about. I mean, I'd probably come up with a few other adjectives. Yeah. But um, it's a really wonderful organization in a sense of, you know, especially the leadership of Mark Shapiro. You know, I think my first day, mm-hmm. I had to meet him. Oh, okay. really?
1: Did you get starstruck or nervous? You know, I
2: didn't get starstruck uh, because I kind of figured it was going to be the case.
1: 'Cause he, you know, he's a very uh, he's mellow very, and very yeah. intelligent guy. Very. Have you met be- him, DJ? No, I, over over the years I hear him on the radio. F- oh. When he was not the president, he was a manager. He was rising from the mm-hmm. farm system ranks and mm-hmm. right now his his name is being considered as baseball commissioner. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. He, he's he, yeah, he's a really great person at Warfare. Um you know, he's built a he's obviously been in the business for yeah. a very long time. He knows he's very he knows what well he's doing. known through mlb mm-hmm. um but like i said the first day i met him it was not so much a starstruck there was nerves because you know yeah. the legacy there Yeah, yes. yes, uh, kind of and all you know the only time i've ever seen him is actually through tv that was, was it? it and so yeah. when i went to m- meet with him and you know we had to sit down talk and it was it was very um n- not conversational but it, it was very uh, in-depth talk uh, mm. as far as like what he wants to do for the organization where he wants to take it mm-hmm. is nothing like I ever heard before. Mm-hmm. It was definitely different so I kind of knew from day 1 I'm like this is different. This is something so I he definitely want to be
1: involved in. So he did lay out to you what his plans are cuz that's that's not always the case when no, you No, you're
2: absolutely right. That's why always it was like different. It's always
1: like general broad interviews yeah. but someone telling you exactly what he wants to do that's kind of exciting.
2: Yeah, it's very exciting and uh, you know, even now I think probably going in four years with them Wow! i still feel like it's the honeymoon stages because i'm still learning every <laughs> <right laughs> day. but um you know it's one of those things it, you were going back to you know it's rewarding it definitely is i've learned a lot for sure in the sports industry mm-hmm. um and then i'm again i can't say enough like i'm really thankful that i'm able to kind of tie in that corporate side to the sports side and got to meet a wide array of people that I never thought I would ever get to meet with Mm -hmm. or even get to work with. And, um, you know, I get to work with alongside with Mark or Mm. Chris Antonetti, you know, or any of our strategy team or any of our sales team. It doesn't matter who you are. That's who we're working with because we're one Organization. I totally want to go to a game right now. I'm just I,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, you I, get yeah, excited. Exciting. Yeah, we'll, have exciting. To, we'll, have, we'll have to bring you out.
2: Absolutely. Sure. I want to yes. take the
0: tour. I think I knew about the tour, but I was doing something else that day. Yeah. That really we'll wanna... have to figure out a day,
2: and then I'll definitely take you on a tour.
0: Usually, like, end of the summer is the best time because it's like after the Asian festival and after all the other summer festivals. That works out time. perfect because really? normally,
2: in the beginning parts of the season for us, it gets really, really um, busy. Yeah, because mm-hmm.
1: people are excited. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, whenever. Awesome. You just let me know. Yeah, I'll send you an email. <laughs> Definitely.
1: So,
0: we haven't really talked a lot about your ethnicity. Yes. Um, and we are kind of running out of time. So, Keep what talking? Do we I'll just forward? edit a cartoon talk. <laughs> 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 All right, then. So, why don't we skip to the most uh, favorite question of DJ Lexicons and mine is what is your favorite
2: Asian dish? <laughs> Asian dish. It's so <laughs> difficult because I love a lot of Asian dishes. Oh, yeah. we, we do just too. One. <laughs> we do too. Um, well,. Being that I'm Vietnamese, um, I mm. usually love to eat. Um, well, bún thịt nướng Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I know. I'm sorry.
2: It's like that vermicelli. Oh my um, gosh! With like the charbroiled pork and oh, the oh, egg rolls. I, that's yeah. my favorite.
1: I know that. Yeah, I, know that. I love
2: that's that's like usually my go-to.
1: I didn't this know that the, it's hard to pronounce <laughs> <laughs> because I just pointed the vermicelli menu. Yeah, it's like
2: yeah. that number four right there. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so that's like the favorite Vietnamese dish. Um. I love Korean food, too. I mm-hmm. guess...
1: So, in the what Korean I, realm, what, what food do you like?
2: Well, it's all. I mean, I really can't even tell you the name, but, um, you know, like...
1: The, Describe the, it. Maybe the, I know it.
2: Kalbi, no, The no. meat? No. See, <laughs> come on now. I we'll know it's go like... Bulgogi, Bulgogi, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but mostly it's Korean barbecue. Again, because when mm-hmm. I lived in DC, there's there's quite a mm-hmm. population of Koreans there. So have there's you? Like uh,
1: what's your favorite? Have you have you eaten at a lot of Asian restaurants locally?
2: Um, obviously, I've been to the Saigon one on East Fourth. Oh yeah, um, I've been to. Yes.
1: Their um, chili noodles are really good. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> um I've been to I believe it's called Seoul House, the one in Parma for the Korean. Oh yes,
1: yes. The one in uh, that's my area. I live in Parma. So <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I should know this beside yes. the McDonald's and KFC Yeah. In that road. So I
2: like going there.
1: I um, haven't been there, but I heard it's good.
2: <laughs> it is. It's very good. Yeah, shout out to them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have I you been to, to Min An?
2: You know, I haven't been in a very long time. Oh, but no, I have been there, there before. Yeah. Yeah. But I have been there before. Well, the difficult part, obviously, being Vietnamese, and I think a lot of people may relate to this, when you have a Vietnamese mother,
1: oh, 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 <laughs> and oh. when
2: you're telling her, Mom, I'm going to go to this restaurant. She's oh, like, I can what? cook
1: that better. That's exactly what it
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> I can cook it so much See? better than they can. I
1: can I you want to
2: just come home and I'll cook it for you and all this. I'm like, hey. Oh, she I just wants to, be- to see you. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, and that's what it was. When I used to live in D.C., I, I would drive home mm. quite often to kind of visit my parents. And um, it's the same. And just like, well, what Vietnamese food do you want? Well, again, living in D.C., there's so many Vietnamese know, restaurants out there. Uh, I'm like, I actually don't want Vietnamese food. We have like, a I-
1: Vietnam embassy there in D.C. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So there's, there's, there's so much there. It's just funny with parents. I'm like, okay, forget it. How about your, uh,
1: about. do you have any affinity for pho?
2: You know, yes. yes, I know. Yeah. Pho is the uh, staple for a lot of uh, people. <laughs> it's <I'm> my staple. <laughs> and, you know, I, I do like it. I do. The reason, uh, especially when you're sick, it's mm-hmm. a great detox or whatever it is. Yeah. And yes. It's really good. It's very yes. easy to eat through. Noodles and soup. How can you go wrong? How I know.
1: That's you? like the most brilliant
2: combination
0: and right there. And lots of
1: meats there that, that oh, excites yeah. me.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And the bean sprouts go straight down with the noodles. I know, it's, it's
2: and you, you know the, the great part about it is like you get to flavor it any way you want to mm-hmm. your taste. Exactly. The broth is there, so yes. you want to get it salty, you get it salty. I'm hungry now.
1: Have you I heard don't. of the uh, new Vietnamese place Nun Khu in uh, Asia Town Center?
2: I, I have heard about it. I actually walked by there. I didn't get a chance to go in. It's pretty to eat. good. Is it pretty I good? Tried I tried maybe
1: eight of their items in their menu. Mm. They don't have a Just big eight? menu. Just eight? Yeah, you know, I, I go there every. Yeah, there was one time when uh, I went there three days and I was trying out the different items. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, because the only time I get to the, that town center is when we go grocery shopping. That's right. That's um, right. And again, know, most of the time I will have my mother with me. Mm-hmm. And if I say, hey, we're going to go in here, so I'd be like, no, we're going to go to the grocery <laughs> yeah. store. We're going to pick up all the food. I will make it at home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming that you were born here then? I was. I oh. was uh,
2: born Are you in first a generation. I am. I am. Awesome. So I was born and raised in Cleveland. Um, my parents came over to the U.S. in '75. Mm-hmm. So right as the war broke, actually, mm-hmm. um, or so,
1: towards the end.
2: Yeah, towards the uh, yeah. yeah, towards yeah. the end. Yeah. So yeah, and so we've been here since. We didn't migrate to California.
1: <laughs> so that's good that you're a native Clevelander.
2: I am. I am. Look
0: so true. Totally the Indians.
1: Awesome. So I know. This you is a big come oh, stop it. You can't
0: be any more Cleveland than Indians or Browns. I know. I know.
3: So
1: I hope uh, to our listeners, Mylene's story inspires you that, you know, you don't get intimidated. Put in your resume. Yes. <laughs> Put it in the mix. Put yeah.
2: It in the <laughs> absolutely. If anything, yeah, please don't get intimidated. I think you know, with our profession, especially in the sports side or entertainment side, you know, I I don't want to kind of generalize, but normally when I reach out to other Asian Americans, they're like, what? Sports <laughs> industry? Are you kidding me? First that's of all, true. my parents would kill me. Aww. And then the second thing is like, what that's kind true. of background do I have that would fit with the sports side? Yeah. And I'm like, are you? Yeah. And that's exactly what I said. I'm like, you'd be very surprised. We have like... Statisticians, yeah, math whiz. I mean, we're talking quantitative analysis needed. here. Those
1: are needed. If if you are listeners, if you guys watch Moneyball, you will understand what we're <laughs> exactly. talking about here. <laughs>
2: if you can run regression analysis, I definitely want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <I can't. laughs> exactly. But you know, those those, those those we have those availabilities, and I think they, they fail to see that. Mm-hmm. So, w- but again, it's okay because you don't know it, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it when I came in there, mm-hmm. and so that's my job right now is trying to make sure. Everybody else knows what else we have. So, yeah. Awesome. Well,
0: ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into Asia Town Voice Day. And thank you, Mylon, for coming in here. We had a great time with you. Thank <laughs> you. Right. Thank
2: you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you, ladies
0: and gentlemen, and have a great night.
1: Bye.